entering the podcast. He's a six foot one shooting guard who wishes he was from Chicago. His heart is bigger than his wingspan, and he's the mind behind the madness of the Hardball Podcast. It's Derek Peterson. He's joined by a six foot two small forward from Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's the pride of the Bishop Kelly Comets. He respects the biz and he claims to be a big baller. It's George Stoyer! And I'm your other co-host, Spencer Davis, and welcome to the Hardball Podcast. Trade season has officially begun, and the trade deadline craziness is upon us. Uh, Derek here with you guys. George and Spencer joining me again. We're doing an emergency podcast this time. Uh, because Blake Griffin got traded to the freaking Detroit Pistons, guys. Uh, I guess just opening takes on on what just happened. My first reaction to this was I did not think that it made sense for either team because in you know the the Clippers you're losing a guy that's been the face of your franchise for the, almost the last decade. You're losing a guy that's going to get you 25 and 10, and you know could potentially push you towards a playoff bid if you wanted to. They just signed him to an extension. Uh, and for the Pistons, you're giving up a bunch of young pieces uh, that you know can help basically do the same thing that we're helping push Detroit towards that playoff berth or uh, in the ninth seed in the East right now. But after looking at it a little bit more and seeing what Blake Con- Blake Griffin's contract is going to become, and seeing that Tobias Harris is still only 25 years old, and seeing the draft picks that they're going to get. Uh, I like this deal a lot for the Pistons. George, thoughts on it before we dive uh, in? I don't, you know, like, it's funny because, like, anytime an NBA trade happens, like, everybody's like, oh, who just won that trade? And I think this is the first time I kind of looked at it and I was like, well, did either team win the trade? Like, I don't think we're going to know who won this trade for a solid year, which is crazy to think because, like, yes, the Clippers just got Blake Griffin, but they gave up half their team to get him. And, Let's be honest, Blake Griffin's very injury-prone, and when was the last time he played a full season? I mean, I I don't see why the Pistons would do that, and I also don't see why the Clippers would give away the guy that just signed for five years, $171 million, or whatever it is. Like, he was the face of that franchise, and you just traded him away for a right. bunch of maybe a few above-average players. So I think we'll just start on the Detroit side of things of looking at this uh, because there are a lot of different storylines that we could go. Uh, The first thing that popped into my head, though, when this thing happened was this felt like a panic move from Stan Van Gundy, who is not just the coach, but he's the president of basketball operations there. And this is absolutely a move where you're like, okay, we have to get to the playoffs or I'm not going to be here much longer. Uh, you trade away Tobias Harris, you trade away Avery Badley, you trade away a first-round pick, uh, your backup center. It's a lot to get a name, and that's what it felt like. It felt like he was just kind of taking a shot and saying, well, we'll just we'll just see what happens. I think they're trying well, to get butts in the seats, and I don't think – which, I mean, Blake Griffin will do that. He's a flashy name, but – and he's you know still good at basketball. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a desperation move for Stan Van Gundy. If he is still there – in June for the draft, at this point, I'll be shocked. And we can go over his draft history in Detroit. It has not been very good. But So it would make a lot of sense for Detroit to cut ties with him before giving him another opportunity. Although, actually, they don't have a draft pick anymore, so it doesn't matter. It's funny that you said that they did this to put butts in seats because my roommate's a huge Pistons fan, and that was the first thing he said was, like, I have no idea if we're going to win games, 
but people are actually going to go to the games, and that's that's why he thinks they did it. Yeah, it's a it's a flashy. Um, let's make a move. Let's shake it up and see what happens. But like I was telling my brother, this they're now Clipper East. It feels like because you've got. I mean, Blake spent all that time with DeAndre Jordan in the front court next to him, and now he's got Andre Drummond, who's pretty much the same player, just younger, next to him in the front court. And Detroit gave up like all of their shooters to bring Blake. Now it's, I mean, now it's basically Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin, and you've got Stanley Johnson on the wing, who's like a 29% three-point shooter. You've got Reggie Jackson, who's just awful. Uh, Ish Smith is going to be probably your third best player right now, maybe. Like it's 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 weird, and I get making, like trying to say, okay, let's get to the playoffs because the e. I mean, you could do it in the East. But I don't know. I, I think Stan Van Gundy's trying to save his job. I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. Whereas, you know, somebody that was a yeah, little bit more patient, has a few more options, is probably not making this move. Like you said, it's a panic decision. And Jerry West, who I had forgotten was running the Clippers, just completely owned Stan Van Gundy. I mean, he got more for uh, Blake Griffin, who, you know, in two years, they could be Detroit could be looking at that Blake Griffin contract as we need to dump this. We have to attach assets to it to get clear from it. Like it's that big, it's that big of an albatross, that big of a problem potentially in the future if he has more injuries. And Jerry West got a ton for him, more for they got more for Blake Griffin than Indianapolis or Indiana did for Paul George, and they got draft picks which Indiana did not. Let's let's talk about the Clippers side of it then because. Uh, from a business standpoint, you're right. The Clippers, I mean, it, this was a home run for them because Blake was going to be uh, 34 in the final year of his contract, uh, injury-riddled, and making $36 million. I, I've got the contract in front of me. I think. Yeah, read it. So this year he makes 29.5. And when he's 28, it'll be 31.8. And then 34234000 million, 34 million, And then 36.5. And then, yeah, when he's 31... 21 or 2021 2022 he's 31 years old he's making almost 39 million dollars jeez that is a problem that's a huge problem if you're blake if you're blake griffin are you pissed yeah yeah you have to be well because i mean i mean think about it like he was a free agent this last summer and they part of their pitch to him on coming back to los angeles was retiring his jersey up in the rafters uh and walking through and being like you are like the greatest clipper ever and all this all this crap uh and now six months later they've traded him to a team that i mean detroit in free agency would never get a meeting with blake griffin in their current state they just wouldn't and or now any, he's got to go any spend big ticket next, free agent yeah and now he's got to go spend the next four years of his career in detroit uh on a contract that's going to be really difficult for them to trade or build around him with who are they going to build yeah, around blake griffin with and 2020 when he's making 30 almost 37 million dollars it's impossible did you guys did you guys see the uh tweet that was like cp3 and blake griffin locked deandre jordan in his home and now both of them are gone two years later yeah well now deandre is gonna i mean i assume they're gonna trade deandre yeah so Woj was tweeting Woj was reporting that uh that they're trying to trade deandre drummond or deandre drummond deandre jordan now and uh they're the same player. That's why I get them mixed up. Uh, Jordan and Lou Williams now. They're trying to trade the two of them. Uh, but they are not going to just go into a full-on rebuild. They're trying to just reload on the fly, which, I mean, when has that ever worked? 
But I think that this Houston is like for the Clippers, this feels like a really good uh, setup because you've got Tobias Harris, who, like you said, is 25. Uh, he's young enough to where if you do decide to just go into a rebuild, you can rebuild around him. And now you've got uh, a bunch of expirings because if it doesn't work out with Avery Bradley, you can just let him walk at the end of the season. If you can't find a trade partner for Jordan or Lou Williams, you can just ride it out this year and then let them walk. Patrick Beverly is going to be a free agent, and then you're going to have clear books, and you can just kind of start the next chapter. So, I mean, it was a good move for them because they kind of just reset everything while still, I mean, they got two starters. I think they're going to flip Avery Bradley before February 8th. Here's, I read this on Twitter earlier. Avery Bradley can be traded to the Celtics now. They don't have to meet that. There's some deadline where you can't be traded to a team that traded you, but the Celtics are no longer his previous team, so he can be traded back to the Celtics. That'd be wild. Yeah. I just want, uh, I want the Thunder to sign Patrick Beverly and then just sit him so then Russ will never have to go against him ever again. He would be Oklahoma City's... I mean, if no, just don't ever play him. I don't want to see. I don't want to see him actually ever play. I think it's important for us to celebrate a second because we're now on iTunes, so people can Ooh. listen to us on iTunes, and people can subscribe there. And I also want to point out to you guys uh, that Brett Dawson from the Oklahoman, shout out Brett, just DM'd me and said he was uh, learning about the NBA by listening to our podcast. Wow. So I think we're gonna have to step it up a little bit. Wow, we we're big ballers now. If Brett Dawson is tuning in. I think we're going to have to step it up. But the, hopefully the audio sounds better now. Spencer put a sock over his mic, so... <laughs> Clean sock. Work. Clean sock. Yeah, no George, we don't know. George, George is using... He's smelling dirty sock right now. I am smelling um, dirty sock right now. Okay, so you mentioned them flipping Avery Bradley. One thing that we talked about before we started recording this was uh, the potential in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. What happens if, let's say, Los Angeles turns around and flips like uh, DeAndre Drum... I did it again. DeAndre Jordan <laughs> and Avery Bradley and Lou Williams to the Cleveland Cavaliers for a package with Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. Maybe they pull a third team in. Maybe they do it straight up. I think the salaries work. You have to include the Nets think about pick. The Nets pick. Yeah, you have to include that pick. What do you guys think about a potential deal uh, sending Avery Bradley to Cleveland? I oh, think I, that would fix the wait, Cavs. I mean, if you Cleveland's have Avery Bradley. Cleveland's got to make a move, right? We're all on the same page. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I think it would be a good move, personally. I think if the Cavs got Avery Bradley and DeAndre Jordan, and Lou Williams, a solid move. And Lou Williams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if they have that team and they get rid of Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love, I think that's a team that could legitimately challenge Boston to win the East. Guys, they're I so honestly much better on defense and not losing a whole lot on offense. I honestly think that we're about to see Cleveland do something that no— we can call them a contending team because I think they are, but we're about I think we're about to see something that no contending team has ever done. I think Cleveland's about to just kind of blow this thing up mid-season and just reset. Not God, like I, start to, that, to rebuild, but I think would you guys put it past Cleveland to just trade Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson and Isaiah Thomas before the deadline and just kind of yeah. see what they get and reset the field? Yeah, I would be shocked because then LeBron would for sure leave. And he and maybe they should do that because he's going to leave anyway. But Would you trade LeBron? LeBron, hit, I mean, in a perfect world, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but yeah, I mean, I think that would be best for Cleveland moving forward is to get something back for him as an asset because he's not coming back. Should we go over Stan Van Gundy's horrible draft history? Yeah, let's go for that. Okay, that. I've got it written out. It's absurd. So 2014 was Stan Van Gundy's first year, and this is arguably his best draft pick to date. He, they did not have a first-round pick, and they took Spencer Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie, 
who played 36 games in Detroit in two years, and then they traded him to for uh, to Chicago for Cameron Bearstow, who has yet to play a minute for uh, the Pistons. So that they got nothing back for him. 2015, they took Stanley Johnson, who and Stanley Johnson's been okay. He's I think he's still only 21. He could still figure it out. But behind Stanley Johnson was Devin Booker, Miles Turner, and Kelly Oubre. So not great. 2016, they took Henry Ellenson. Uh, and 2016 was a horrible draft, right? You, you go look at it, there's not a lot there, especially where the Pistons were picking. But even behind Henry Ellenson, there were still Malcolm Brogdon, Deontay Murray, and Karis LeVert, all of whom have had better careers to date. And then 2017, this past June, they took Luke Kennard over uh, one pick before Donovan Mitchell, which looks really bad right now. I mean, Kennard can still figure it out and be okay, but Donovan Mitchell looks like he's going to be an all-star in the future. Yeah, not good. No, horrible. And now this. And yeah. now this. Well, and this, you know, the jury's still out. If Blake Griffin plays 70 games a year for the next four years and they make the playoffs a few times, maybe make it to an Eastern Conference Finals, uh, and the Clippers' plan doesn't work, maybe you say that uh, the Pistons won this trade. But, I, I mean, Blake Griffin's going to have to stay healthy, guard. and they're, they're still going to be paying him a lot of money. Spencer, do you honestly think that an Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin duo is enough for the Pistons to get to the Eastern Conference Finals? No, I'm not saying this year. I'm saying like maybe you know they keep accumulating pieces, add a couple things. Maybe Stanley Johnson figures it out. Reggie Jackson has a career uh, year, and can I throw out just everything there? comes together? Can I throw out a name here? If you say Billy Donovan or LeBron James, I'm gonna hang up on you. Uh, Trey Young to the Pistons. That would be fun, oh, okay. actually. Uh, they're probably not going to pick early enough to take him unless they trade him up. Also, they don't have a first-round pick. Yeah, they don't have their first-round pick. Oh, uh, never mind. And then. that's the thing. They actually, can't go they do. young players it, now because they've got Blake Griffin. So here's how it works, or here's how it could work to get Trey Young. That pick this year is top four protected. So if they win the lottery or get in the top four, they keep their pick and they could draft Trey Young. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be so much fun. Trey Young and Blake Griffin on the same Blake team? Griffin. Yeah, that'd be fun. All you'd have to do is trade for Buddy Heald. You got the all-star Sooners team. The well, they've got uh, players in Oklahoma history. Wayman Tisdale. You're forgetting about Wayman Tisdale. Come on, Pete. Derek. Hmm. I don't know. I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. No, I don't think it's going to work. Detroit. Who, who do they uh, have left? Yeah. They have Ish Smith, Reggie Jackson. Langston Galloway, Luke Kennard. Gross, gross, gross. I mean, uh, Henry hey, Ellison. Luke Kennard. John Lure. They need to make another deal with their 2020 draft first-round pick and just go for it. Well, they've got a bunch of – I mean, they've got a bunch of bigs now, like a lot of them. And they brought back Willie Reed and Bryce Johnson. Actually, they need wings, which everyone needs wings, so good luck, but – because I mean, Reggie Jackson's a suitable NBA point guard. He can throw lobs to Blake and Drummond. Oh, Reggie Jackson should not be allowed to touch a basketball. Reggie Jackson's pretty good. No, I hate Reggie Jackson. I know you do, but he's pretty good. He's hurt though right now, isn't he? He's always hurt, or he's complaining. Him and Embiid need to team up. Him, they there should be a team of just like Reggie Jackson, Joel Embiid, and Draymond Green, just for pure entertainment, and just throw Patrick Beverly on there. Yeah, George. The fact yeah. that you hate. Joel Embiid just goes up again, just goes against everything that your brand is. I don't, I don't understand why you don't like him. He makes everything more fun. Because he came Embrace at my him. bro. He, he came at my guy. You can't come at my guy like that. Joel. <laughs> he comes out at everybody. Yeah, well, equal treatment. Russ. He also dunked on Russ pretty. 
I saw that replay that again was a today. Charge. I was like, man, it was a charge. It was a charge. It was also a charge. It was a charge, but man. Russ did the right thing. I think the ref did the right thing by not calling that a charge so that it wouldn't ruin that incredible moment in NBA history. Spencer, He's also 0-2 against the Thunder. That's the best he is. poster that I've seen in years. He did a reverse dunk. Did you see what Russell Westbrook did to Thon Maker earlier this season? Yes. Joel's was better. I don't care about a 7 oh, out of here that can that. touch the rim without jumping, dunking on a guy that's six foot three. But if a 6'3 guy... Who's taking the charge? is dunking on a seven foot one center, I will like inject that straight into my veins. It's just not as it's not as great when big guys Derek, dunk are on you small guys. Drugs on this podcast? Russ almost got kneed in the head on that. Like Joel got up so high. I don't mm, I don't know. I'll take him beads, but You're just a Thunder hater. Okay, let's uh <laughs> Um Let's let's each draw a line in the sand. Uh Spencer, who won the trade? Pistons. George. I'm standing on the line. I don't know who won the trade. Do I have to pick no. a team? Yeah, you have to pick. You don't get to stand on the line. Well, I think the Clippers are going to eventually win the trade. Because I think... Wait, I think, I'm uh, sorry. I meant to say Clippers. I got that yeah, back. I think the Clippers are going to win it in the long run. Just because Blake gets injured every year. So I just... I can't see him playing 70 games for the next four years. Yeah. Like, I, in this uh, season. I think they're going to end up trading away assets to dump the Griffin trade. I think the Clippers won. Is this the last... Uh, I think we can call Blake a superstar. Is this the last superstar that gets traded before the deadline? No. Um, Wait, do you consider Kevin Love a, a superstar? And DeAndre Jordan? I, okay, we'll say star. I think DeAndre Jordan gets moved, so I'll say no. Okay. I think LeBron. LeBron's going to OKC, so might as well throw that out there. We're going to have to, like cap you you like you get one of those <laughs> per podcast no that's way too and many you, you've used one, every your one three or four podcast no i think one each podcast is fine lebron to the thunder lebron to the thunder yeah. it could happen that would just make that would you know lebron to the thunder would make a perfect ending to the 30 for 30 that's going to get made about this 10-year era of oklahoma city sports i just really hope espn uh comes to me and they're like hey we want you to be on the 30 for 30 you were there for it all. I'll be like, all right. So, Royce, talk to your people. I'll talk to my people, and let's get this done. Derek, who won? Uh, the Clippers. They, they they got so I they got so much flexibility in my eyes because, like, I don't I don't think that you should just immediately go trade Jordan and, and Lou Williams. I think you've got what a week and a half, two weeks to try to figure out uh, if this team looks good together, and if they do, then make a run for the playoffs, and then. Uh, if it falls down the stretch, then just let the guys go, and you can just go into a rebuild with a draft pick and some young talent because they've got young talent already on the team. They've got Sundarius Thornwell that looks good. He was a second-round pick last year. And they've got Jawan Evans that looks has looked good in limited run. Uh, Milos Teodosic looks good running the offense. Uh, they've got some pieces that I think you can build for the future with. And if it looks good and they decide, oh, hey, uh, we got a shot at the playoffs. You know, keep it together and roll with it. And if it doesn't, blow it up. So are either of these teams making the playoffs? No, I don't think either team does. Blake's been playing really well. It's going to be hard. For what they got back, it's going to be hard to replace 25 and 10 at the four. Okay, well, I'll say this. If if DeAndre Jordan and I said his name right this time, holy hell yes. If DeAndre Jordan and Lou Williams and Avery Bradley stick through 
the trade deadline. Don't get bought out. If they're on this team in March, I think that Los Angeles will be there as a team that could potentially make the playoffs late in the season because I like the talent collection that they have, especially uh, Tobias Harris has had a good season. But if they trade them away, then I think that you're probably looking at Going, to, going into the lottery. Avery Bradley is not going to be on this Clippers team in two weeks. And, I mean, there's just no way. There's no reason for the Clippers to keep him. They're probably not going to re-sign him. And if they're blowing it up, they shouldn't re-sign him. On that note, can we can we just take a second and say that the Thunder are not trading for Lou Williams and the Thunder are not trading for Avery Bradley now? Uh, and it's just going to be hard for the Thunder to trade for anybody because people are just talking on Twitter so much saying Oklahoma City needs to get Lou Williams, and I think that would be just awful. No, I completely disagree with that. I think Lou Williams would help the Thunder out a lot, and I have learned to never doubt Sam Presti's ability to outsmart other general managers. I'm all in on Lou. You're all in on LeBron. You've got like half the pot on Lou. Okay, Okay, guys, wait a second. I'm I'm BSing with the LeBron stuff, but I'm serious with Lou. Like I, I think Lou Williams would be a great fit in OKC. Why? Because he would be. Because if you have him as like a third option, because I think he'd be the third option over Melo, who has already found his role as a spot up shooter. I think he'd be. I think he'd be. Or you know what? He'd come off the bench, right? So yeah. with like, um, who have they been playing with the second group lately? It's been Melo, hasn't it? In yeah. The second group. That, yeah. He'd play with Melo and Lou Williams on the on the court at the same time. Oh, that'd be dirty. I think the Thunder would be able to just outscore teams. I think Lou Williams would have yeah. been an even better fit with Andre Robertson still on the team. Look, if you're going to beat the Warriors and Rockets, as much as I want to say it's going to be defense, it's going to be shooting. It's going to be shooting a ton of threes a game. See, I don't, I don't, I don't think so because they have two. They have the two greatest shooters in the history of basketball, and then they have Kevin Durant. I think the only way to beat Golden State is by shutting them down on the defensive side of the ball. And I don't think that you're just going to be able to outshoot them and say, oh, yeah, well, it's just score more than one of the greatest scoring teams in the history of basketball. We'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't think anybody knows what Sam Presti's going to do. I don't think anybody really knows what's going to happen over the course of the next two weeks before the deadline because I don't think anybody expected Blake Griffin to get traded to the freaking Detroit Pistons this afternoon. So I think we're just going to have to wait and see. And hopefully nothing major happens again uh, before next Monday when we put out another one. Yep, we'll be back uh, next Monday. Hopefully, you know, maybe, maybe the Thunder make a move. Maybe uh, LeBron gets traded and we'll be back for another uh, emergency pod. Hopefully not. I don't want to talk to you guys anytime soon. <laughs> hey, that's me. Bullying Jerry. But I don't blame you. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll be back next Monday. So we're on iTunes now. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, leave us a comment or a like or, or whatever you do with those things. I don't know. It's the first podcast I've had on iTunes. Uh, and we will be in your ears soon. Peace.